0: It totally stinks. It totally smells, and it's probably one of the worst places. But sometimes that's where Jesus wants you to be. It's the church. Find out more on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Have heard those uh, phrases before. I'm anti organized religion, or you met people who are anti church. And you got to grant them, church can be kind of bad sometimes. In this episode, we're going to look at what is the function of church and how does church play into your discipleship, into your organic relationship with jesus in the studio with me today are my dear friends and we're so glad to be in the studio after all these months of social distancing we are good to be face to face with each other and even our introverted ones are are getting really extroverted with some of their anecdotes we're going to have a word of prayer uh, with uh, jonathan Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll get into the study
2: all right let's pray heavenly father we just want to invite you to be with us now especially as we look into the Word, as we try to understand better what church and uh, discipleship and church have to do with each other. And Lord, we just pray that your spirit uh, will give us insights that we haven't seen before. And Lord, bless us and our viewers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
3: Amen. amen. amen
0: so Israel we've been looking at discipleship and uh, what are some highlights what do you remember that are good episodes or give us a uh, yeah. wind us up to this point
3: well we've just finished uh, dealing with the process of discipleship cultivating and we've been using the analogy of the garden and now we're dealing with the question of
0: cultivating and harvesting and, and preserving and
3: preserving yeah, yeah. <laughs> sowing uh, <laughs> and just the whole process as it aligns to gardening okay <laughs> and now we're now we're dealing with uh, now now we're, sh- we're shifting from agriculture to fishing, and so we're going to talk about <laughs> fishing for people. And mm-hmm. what happens, uh, the, and the main question is, when we're fishing for people, when we're working with people, what are we winning them to? Where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're going to be dealing with that today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, like, a lot of negative press out there on mm. church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's some people who are like, church goes, they love church to death, and there's others who think church as death, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, why are, what, what, why, what are some incorrect views of church out there? Let's start with there, and we'll get into the Bible. Mm-hmm. But Let's address some of those that, that you guys have all encountered and maybe you still battle with today, yeah. and we need to talk about and iron out.
2: John? Yeah, well, <clears throat> one incorrect view or a view that maybe has been developed by the church even okay. uh, is that it's a place for my two-hour weekly fix to have some kind of spiritual input or to mm-hmm. do my dues. you know, just this is what I have to do uh, in order to be a good Christian, check it off my list. And then as a church, we often cater to that attitude by cramming everything we can into two hours. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. And so it's it's this two hour moment uh, or maybe one hour, who knows uh, a week or so uh, to to <laughs> just kind of get my spiritual my spiritual uh, fix my spiritual high of the week. Or uh, so, yeah. okay
0: all right. That was like a comment, a disclaimer, a comment in this. <laughs> yes but, I, mean, but I, I totally agree and there are those who, who have had that tradition yeah. for so long enough that they think that is that a part is of salvation, mm-hmm. and that's church. And mm-hmm. that is a incorrect view. Uh, okay. You're saying, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go to Israel and then Siku, because she's also wanting to chime in here. Okay.
3: From a pastor's perspective, I think uh, b- in many situations, churches become an organization mm-hmm. where people who were never able to make it as CEOs of big companies mm. will call themselves <laughs> CEOs of these churches. Mm. And I think in some wow, respects... Yeah, well, okay. in some respects I think that's that's happened at least in the United States you know now you have i'm uh, um, I'm um, essentially the leader of an organization of volunteers nonprofit organization I'm the senior or the head pastor mm. and I have a bunch of associates that work for me and this guy is in charge of administration wow. this guy is in charge of the society wow. and so church has become a non a nonprofit it's a corporatization yeah, a corporate of organization
0: mm. yeah wow uh, man if you want to comment Israel's email address is Israel <laughs> Ramos. One four one seven at dot, I don't. That's, I'm, I'm, I don't email that. Siku, so you. Your your uh incorrect views of the church.
1: Um, I guess I, I, I he's coming from the pastor perspective, from mm. the uh, church member perspective. Church as a place where you come to get entertained. Mm. Um, so we're busy watching the screen all week long, and you know keeping my attention span engaged. And then we come to church and expect a performance, expect mm-hmm. to be entertained for an hour or two, mm-hmm. once a week. <laughs> Or
3: Person. so. <laughs> 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 all right, shots. Fired. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yep.
0: I, I, don't, I don't know where to go after that. That's. Yeah, I mean, it, these these are all true. Mm-hmm. Are they bad?
3: They are bad because ultimately, they they the the problem. I think the underlying foundational issue with all of these models is that they're focused on self. Mm-hmm. And we go to church more than not. We go to church for a personal. Uh, reasons for personal development, to get our own temporary fix, to you know, feed our egos, to you know, b- get our social uh, dose for the week. Mm-hmm. And that's not the purpose of church at all. The, mm-hmm. the purpose of church was never for uh, personal development, but it was rather for bringing other people into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you me. know, another incorrect view that falls into all of these is that we see church as a place we go to, church as a, as a building. And, um, you know, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic, it has become very obvious. All the churches are shut down, at least here. Um, and the church is not a building. It is people. And it's what we do as believers in God. And so this is another incorrect view. Is the, the incorrect view is that it's just a building I go to. The church is that building, but uh, not realizing the church is, you know, us. Mm-hmm. Every believer. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So we've been looking at discipleship, and then we're looking at church now. And how did the two intersect? Why does a disciple go to church? What's mm-hmm. the connection point? And we'll go to a Bible verse after that.
3: Well, there's several reasons. I think first, Jesus says when he, when he gives the that you know what we know as a great commission. He says, "Go make disciples of mm-hmm. all people," and then he says that these disciples are to be baptized. When you look at in the New Testament church, mm-hmm. your your bap- baptism is entrance into a church, into mm-hmm. a church organ, into an organizational structure mm-hmm. of believers, mm-hmm. and so the whole purpose of making disciples was to grow the actual uh, church of Christ. And Jesus talks about the establishment of a church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And so, the point of discipleship was to establish God's New Testament church on earth. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And they're called out. That's what, you know, the word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia, which means to be called out Mm -hmm. away from, you know, the world and sin into this new, you know, kingdom of God. Uh, this is what church. This is what a disciple is called out to be, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, as a disciple, you are leaving the, the 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 earthly realm, so to say, the the, the focus on self and sin, and you are now entering into this community. Of people who focus on christ and on their purpose in this world mm-hmm.
0: you know one, one incorrect view that that I, I grapple with and i see often is that people who think the church as a community of the saved mm. yes mm-hmm. i need to be a member of this church and then i'm saved right. or the church as the the reflection of the kingdom of god mm-hmm. so when god is saying we need to grow the kingdom of god and the kingdom of god is expanding well that's he's talking about the church mm-hmm. and there are some Uh, church organizations that play off of that. And so the church may have some saved people, mm-hmm. may not have some saved people, and then out in the world, there may be some saved people out there, and there may be some not saved people out in the world. Mm-hmm. So, if church doesn't really help, does, does it help in your salvation? Is it sign of your salvation? Do you not have to go to church? Uh, Siku, you're, you're nodding all over. Yeah. Give us some light in, in that respect.
1: Oh, you, all the questions oh, I did there I make was yes more confused. and no. Okay. no, no, no. There was, it was yes, no, no, yes. yes <laughs> but that church, when, when you're saying, that um being in the church doesn't mean that you're saved right and um i think at the beginning when you were talking about the stink um and mm-hmm. the analogy about the ark mm-hmm. which was um when god sent the flood to destroy the whole world and there was the ark that he told noah to build mm-hmm. that was the medium of how they were supposed to yes. you know be saved but yes. but um being in the ark didn't mean that it wasn't a, it was a most comfortable place to be right mm-hmm. and yet in order to reach salvation in order to attain salvation that's the way through which god had intended for them to attain to salvation mm-hmm. and so the church may not be perfect you know, may not be full of perfect people may not be people full of people who are making all the right choices mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and yet through the church god wants to do a work in our lives so
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that's why I was... All yeah. over the place when uh, you're asking your question. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I
2: think God is very practical too. He, Jesus says that the church is His body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's His the extension of His presence in this world. Um, the Holy Spirit living in His people, uh, sharing who Jesus is, and so on. And the practicality comes in that when we are when we are called away from the world into God's you know kingdom and living for Him and with Him. We are uh, not just called out to hang out and, hey, this is the kingdom of God and we mm-hmm. are so holy. No, it is for a purpose uh, to spread the gospel. And that has to happen in a more organized fashion mm. if we want to be effective. And so the church is a tool, uh, an organization um, that, uh, that for the purpose of spreading the, r- the truth about God and his love mm-hmm. to the world so that, so that the world is prepared when He comes. I love
0: that we, we've talked about what the church isn't, and Jonathan, you brought us back to what the church really mm-hmm. is. It is the body of God, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. And I love that there is a, a mission statement of the church, is mm-hmm. to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are out there who are anti-organized religion, and they're, mm-hmm. they're not really anti-the organization or the religion, they're anti-the mission of that particular organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it may be for financial gain, it may be for property gain, it may be for to dominate another society or whatnot and these are these are abuses that religion has has, has yep. done but real Bible religion mm-hmm. is to spread the gospel of Jesus yes,
3: yes. Yeah. and in many case, in many cases actually what Jesus is saying in Scripture really has you know it, it exposes the same the very same sins that society mm-hmm. is exposing. You're addressing
0: the same yeah. the same perspective mm-hmm. right
3: and and but but the issue is that Christ never intended the church to, to do that mm. you know society, Government exists in order to bring about, um, you know, uh, the ideals of a society. Right? We have we're part of a country, and and this Thinking country about change yeah. and to
0: make it better, more prosperity, right. more peace, take care mm-hmm. of its
3: people. And and in in a very similar but very different way, th- the church is the means by which God accomplishes the kingdom of heaven, puts the kingdom of heaven in our hearts, mm-hmm. prepares us for the future kingdom of heaven to come and allows us to be ambassadors in a foreign country to, to bring people mm-hmm. to a country whose builder and maker is, is God. So, a
0: government can come into place and can enact laws and rules that govern people's behavior and then have the appearance of peace and prosperity and, and what good behavior. But Jesus is saying, hey, I want the same objective, but not just through force or through rules and through artificial structure, but really change on mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is the beauty of the gospel mm-hmm. that, that that the weak can all partake in. All right. So, we come back after the break. We're going to look at this interaction between Peter and Jesus and a campfire and how that is a wonderful picture for our experience at church not church just isn't a regular worship once a week thing but church in the way that the New Testament portrays it so stay with us
1: Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is InverseBible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Welcome back. We are in John chapter 17 is where we are, not where we're in, but we're going to go now. John chapter 18. And we're looking at different aspects on discipleship and in terms of church and how church fits into this. There's this very interesting phrase found in John chapter 18, verse 18, 18, 18. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan, you can read that for us. Sure. Um, 1818.
2: Says here, Now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coals stood there, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed
0: himself. Okay, and then you want to compare that. Let's go to a couple chapters afterwards. John 21, uh, verse, I don't know where we're at, 21, verse 9, verse 9. And then Siku, if you can read verse 9 for Mm -hmm. us, 21, verse 9, please.
1: Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread.
0: All right. so. This phrase "fire of coals" is found in only those two verses in the entire New Testament, and in the Bible there are coals of fire, but you don't have fire of coals.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and so John is very, uh, very intentionally bringing these two experiences together. What's, what's, what, what does, what do those two passages have anything to do with each other?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the first passage is dealing with the betrayal of Christ. You know, Peter's bet- mm. betrayal of Christ, and it's there's a the book The Desire of Ages speaks very uh, profoundly about this, mm. you know, and it portrays the fact that as Peter warmed himself and um, people asked him, hey, aren't you one of the disciples of Jesus? And then he he denied Christ and it was then that the rooster crowed. And then he actually looked and saw Jesus at that very moment. Mm. And Jesus saw Peter. Mm. And, and the Desire of Ages talks about uh, a sacrilegious hand slapping the face of Christ as he encounters the face of Peter. Mm. So this is Peter's you know it's the apex of peter's brokenness you know um as a matter of fact later on in a different book i think the book education will then say that if jesus had given peter any other look except the look of compassion what would have how what would have made the difference he would have mm. just been like another judas right mm. and so you have the apex of the brokenness of peter um and which is a powerful point that yeah.
0: jesus is thinking about peter's Future and his heart and his spiritual condition in his life even though he's, he's being in the midst of the betrayal and he's about to die right. himself mm-hmm. right Th- that that, that's amazing yeah. right
3: and and, uh, and that's I think that's part of the fact I mean if, if anyone places himself in that situation of course I mean you would be suicidal yeah. right mm-hmm. like you've just said, master, I'm not going to betray you the all men betray you and then boom this happens and then you have these coals and you fast forward that Jesus dies, he's resurrected and now you're back in that same exact setting, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you're Peter, you're in that same exact setting, there are those coals, now you have the same encounter, face-to-face encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus then asks the question to Peter, do you love me, then feed my flock? Do you love me, then feed my flock? Do you love me, then feed my flock? And so to me, this is a powerful illustration of the fact that these coals represent the restoration of Peter from his fallenness mm-hmm. to now a leader in the church, still broken, Mm -hmm. you know, still uh, faulty, but restored to do the service of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think church represents for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're fallen human beings. We've betrayed Jesus. I mean, in in ways as bad or worse than Peter. And then Jesus is constantly saying, come to communion with me, come to the coals of fire. And there, have restoration. Let me, allow me to restore you to build your own confidence, to build the confidence of mm-hmm. the people that know you've betrayed me and to commission you to do my work. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So the church is not a community of the saved and of the elite and then the one that stay, stay clean from everyone, yeah. but it is a community of grace that accepts and, and is part of that, that, that transformation process by God's yeah. grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And I know I'm saying a lot here, but this, it, I have to say this because this goes, it goes right against the the pastor as a ceo right i mean here peter is peter is exposed in his most vulnerable Mm -hmm. way you know like peter in front of all your friends do you love me and everybody knows like dude you remember how you just betrayed him Mm -hmm. do you love me more than these guys love me you know you know i love you right and 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 in his most vulnerable time jesus Mm -hmm. says, right you're Mm -hmm. called Mm -hmm. to feed my flock and And these ideas that we have of Peter being infallible and the Pope and all these different things, they go against the narrative of Scripture. Yes. Mm. And, and this is the beauty of yeah. the church. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. Is, this
2: is a, a great example here for each and all, all of us. I mean, we're all like Peter. We have all betrayed Christ. We have all fallen mm-hmm. short, you know? And so, in that sense, it is so beautiful to see the compassion of Christ, to see how He invites us into this communi- communion community experience and this is what church is about we mm. to be invited as you said into a community of grace where there is you know uh, healing there's forgiveness uh, there's training uh, and then there for the purpose of then co-laboring and 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 becoming you know an effective disciple and fisher of men i mean jesus was roasting some fish uh, they were fishing they had another miracle it's just a um, Jesus is is very intentional in how He sets up the situation, reminding these guys of what He has called them to do, Mm -hmm. even after, because it was not just Peter who rejected Jesus. Mm -hmm. All of them ran away. Mm -hmm. Uh, They all felt guilty and shameful. Even, you know, you think of the resurrection. They didn't even believe that He was resurrected. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but Jesus... This is so beautiful about his character. This is how treats, he treats us. We can see ourselves in this story and know that church is a place of grace, of of of, of learning and growing, and uh, for the purpose of them becoming fishes of men. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and looking at you spoke of this contrast between Peter's experience and then Judas. Mm. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. just or know Israel. Israel. Um, that Peter, when he receives that look of compassion from Christ, there's a level of he had to accept the grace that was being offered to him by Mm -hmm. Jesus rather than stand pridefully and, you know, uh, my ideas were (laughs) were thwarted or what I thought Jesus should be, you know, didn't come about to be. So, there was a level of humility that Peter had to uh, uh, accept the brokenness and, and, you know, uh, accept being broken, Mm -hmm. I guess, through that experience. And then sitting at the feet of Jesus, sitting with Mm -hmm. Jesus by those coals of fire, again, sitting in the same context in which he had come face to face with His fragility, with His failures, with His weakness. Mm-hmm. The man who said, even though all men will forsake You, I will not forsake You, mm-hmm. and sitting there in that context, and now He has to accept that, I said I loved Him before, but now I'm going to say it, do I really mean it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, accepting our own weakness in the face of, you know, Christ's faithfulness, mm-hmm. I think is a beginning place for what A church environment ought to be because when we realize that we are weak and we are broken Mm -hmm. then we're in a place to accept other people who are weak and broken Mm -hmm. not because we're strong but because Jesus has accepted me Mm -hmm. and that's what becomes the foundation for creating this community of acceptance Mm -hmm. and outside of that there is no way I can accept somebody else who's broken because I'm sitting there in judgment over Mm -hmm. them but when I see my own brokenness Mm -hmm. Compared to Jesus, there's no way I can be judging you. Mm-hmm. I just want you to see what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. He took me so, and he knew me. You
0: know, as you're talking I'm thinking there is a certain disconnect because sometimes we're afraid of church because there's, that's where all the perfect people are but we actually need a church of unperfect, broken deep people who have experienced the grace of God mm-hmm. for, for them for me to be, to be to for me to also experience mm-hmm. healing yeah. but so but these, exp- these impositions we have actually prevent, uh, create a barrier yeah. for us to receive that grace. Um, uh, chapter 21 is very profound there are multiple images that Christ is creating here Mm -hmm. on one level he's trying trying to feed them right Mm -hmm. but whatever Jesus does something he's not doing just (laughs) for the sake of for that Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm also thinking like is he after he resurrected I mean he could have gone on to heaven and continued his ministry up there but he's hanging out with the disciples Mm -hmm. like he's quote cleaning up Mm -hmm. right after all the trauma that that they're and and coming back so i really see that here um verse 9 as soon as they come to land they saw a coal of fires there so he's actually recreating that coal of fires that that peter experienced yeah Mm -hmm. uh peter and in chapter 18 i love the phrase is peter warmed himself Mm -hmm. like the epitome of uh, he's cold he's he's just living that for himself he doesn't care about jesus he's warming himself and maybe every time he sees that fire coals, he's thinking of Of the betrayal of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and here Jesus recreates that. Um, There's um, what other images do you see? Um, I see the three times he denies Jesus. Three times Jesus asks him, "Do you love me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you love me? Do you love me?" Uh, He recreates the fishing episode. He recreates the feeding, uh, the uh, the uh, the miracle of the fishes and the the bread. Mm -hmm. Um, I love in verse uh, nineteen. He says all this, and at the end, he says, follow me. The first two mm-hmm. words that called him is now the first last two words at the end. Just full circle. It's
3: a beautiful scene. The, 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 it is. the, the goosebumps,
0: yes. Uh, what else do you guys see there?
3: There's something, if I want to read from mm-hmm. the book, The Desire of Ages, page 815, because mm. it's dealing with discipleship. And it says here, it's written by Ellen White. It says, the question that Christ had put to Peter was significant. He mentioned only one condition of discipleship and service. Mm. Lovest thou me? he said this is the essential qualification though peter might possess every other yet without love of without the love of christ he could not be a faithful shepherd over the lord's flock knowledge benevolence eloquence gratitude and zeal are all aids in the good work mm-hmm. but without the love of jesus in the heart the work of the christian minister is a failure and i this is it's essential for me because whether we find ourselves on the gifted side mm-hmm. or on the ungifted side. This becomes a neutralizer, right? Mm-hmm. There are moments when I feel like I'm not adequate mm-hmm. and the question comes to me, do you love me? Then if you love me, be my disciple, She mm-hmm. uh, feed, feed the sheep. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when I feel like I have way too many qualifications and I actually do, right? I think like, mm-hmm. man, I'm pretty good. And then this ultimately neutralizes that as well, right? As funny and as crazy as it is that sometimes we do think that we're better than we ought to. This reminds me, like, could it be that I feel like I have all these different gifts, yet I lack the one gift that is the The qualification Mm -hmm. for the essential gift? And so I love that that is uh, portrayed in in this uh, story Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I can just
2: speak to, you know, something very practical uh i've, I've been to, we've all been to many churches and it's just the reality that sometimes it doesn't feel like a community of grace so much where i can be vulnerable and we can talk maybe we don't even have a chance to talk during church because we're just being you know fed and entertained whatever it is but i just want to encourage our viewers yeah. to to consider um establishing a you know a coal of fire uh, have a small group where you have a smaller setting where you can connect with people you know eat together like jesus did with his disciples uh share scripture read a, read something in the bible together spend time together and develop you know have your house church so to say um because that is a place where you can be vulnerable with each other you can grow together you can have you can have more of that experience because I'm pretty sure that a lot of our viewers might not have that experience themselves, or they can join a small group. Many churches do have small groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I just want to encourage them. I've personally been so blessed through small group ministries, and Mm -hmm. that is something that I can only highly recommend to anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I want to piggyback on your practicality
0: there. Uh, Jesus says in verse 15, 16, 17 there, uh, He says, "Simon, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And He says, feed, my lambs Mm -hmm. second round he says um what does he say tend my my sheep sheep. third time around he says um, yeah does he say oh yeah verse 17 feed my sheep so it's he he does the restoration of peter right Mm -hmm. he's cleaning up so to speak and after Peter is restored, he's like, okay, now you're feeling good. See, he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Now he's given marching orders. Yes. So this community of grace, and this is Peter is the leader of this community, builds this community where you accept people and you experience forgiveness and, and, and you're cleansed. And now you're dispatched out, yes. and you need to be trained. Now you got to feed and tend, take care of others. Mm-hmm. So, it's not only going to church to be fed, mm-hmm. but now to go and to learn to feed. Mm-hmm. So, we, we need to find these communities where that are authentic and open and whatnot, but also churches that will train me, mm-hmm. churches that will give me opportunities to go out, and we want to encourage you out there that if you have had negative experiences with church, we want to, have, we want to secure our relationship with Jesus first, not the church. The church is just this external uh, addendum that trains us on how to be more effective workers for the Lord Jesus. Okay. Uh, this has been my experience. Uh, the, the churches have been great. But it's when I look at churches, how can I bring other people to church and then train, the church train all of us? we can be more effective, more effective disciples for the Lord Jesus. Hopefully you've been blessed. I mean, this has been a very profound talk. I mean, we can be talking for another half hour. Uh, but you can go to inversebible.org and get our Bible study guides on the entire quarter on discipleship. You can also go to hopetv.org and look at the, all the past episodes. God bless you guys. We'll see you here next week on Inverse.
1: You've been listening to Inverse.